Welcome. Everything that's hot this summer. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. Yeah, just one hour left to share with you uh, on today's show. Looking forward immensely to what's going to happen next. Uh, I know, look, Gilly, you've spent a lot of time in dressing rooms with uh, one R Ponting, but for people like me to get a chance to chat to one of the true legends of the game, who is, you know, is he the second best to Bradman in terms of batting in this, in, for Australia, Gilly? You have to be right up there, I would have thought. Greg Chappell was another name that flies around in that sort of vicinity, but uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. I can't wait to hear what he's got to say. I reckon he's pretty relaxed at the moment with life. Yeah, well, he's not playing in the test, which starts uh, tomorrow, but we'll find out more. Just have a listen to how good the man is. Ponting's going for it. First test match century for Ricky Ponting. Snowball worked away. There it is. There's the 100 for Ricky Ponting. What a wonderful performance. There we go. And uh, what a catch. What a magnificent catch. Blake Stark falls again. A significant part of Australian summers for so many years, and he joins us next on the KFC Summer Session. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. This is KFC Summer Session on Triple M. Uh, Adam Gilchrist, Mark Bosnich and Tony Squires doing it for the new Zing and Double. The legendary double is back at KFC. Good times and no better times when I can say we are now joined by the one, and only the great Ricky Ponting. Welcome to the show. G'day, guys. How are you? Yeah, we're very well. How are you? Because on the show, obviously, uh, my co-host Adam Gilchrist has admitted that he worked really, really hard at um, basically destroying you on the, <laughs> the final day of oh, your test. The he did that very well himself. The party at his house. How was it? Uh, what party? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about here? <laughs> um, no, look, it was uh, an amazing end to uh, to that game and that whole week. I mean, I... Uh, I've seen Gilly a few times during the week and he'd kept all his cards pretty close to his chest as he normally does and when I got out on that last day he came and sat beside me about a minute after I got out and um, I didn't have much to say to him there and then and he said oh I might you know I might catch you later on mate I you know, might just pop my head in later or whatever but little did I know that they had one of the all time great nights organised organized for me at his house so it was a unbelievable night everyone I've spoken to that went there that night said it's one of the, the highlights of their lives so um, <laughs> it, was a, it was a fitting end Yeah you only had to be at school drop off the next morning to know that the uh, disgruntled neighbours uh, that the, there was a party you had to be reminded of that punt um i'd spoken to you closely as you say i was in and around the change room there at, at that last moment of your test career from a batting sense can you tell our listeners exactly when the penny dropped for you about that it was time was up um yeah the penny dropped gilly um towards the end of the adelaide test match to tell the truth when i got uh, dismissed in the second innings there um you know, which was a situation that I, um, you know, there's about eight overs left in the day's play. I was 16 not out. I was going okay, and then just happened to play a pretty ordinary shot again and chop one back on my stumps off. I was staying late in the day and um, got back into the change rooms that night and sat down and sort of thought, well, you know, my preparation, everything's been spot on. Um, I scored a truckload of runs in the Shield season going into the summer, and 
you know, even being in good touch and feeling good, I couldn't produce it when I needed to produce it on the big stage. And, and for me, that's what cricket's always been about. It's always been about trying to, you know, standing up and getting the job done when the, need, the team needs it done. And I haven't been able to do that for a while. So, um, you know, that was where it was. It was a pretty easy decision to tell the truth. You know, I, I just felt that my best was that I had was no longer good enough to, to be playing for Australia. So it was a, a pretty easy what? decision. Mate, was that was that a feeling of relief or disappointment? Me personally, I was relieved when I I, I realised that about yeah, myself, not probably, about you. Probably a, probably a little bit of both because I you know I'd been under pressure for so long and I had to work harder on my game than ever before, and it was um, you know just getting to a stage where I just couldn't feel like I could keep doing it anymore. You know, as hard as I was trying, I wasn't get the re- getting the results that I was after, and um, felt like I was letting the team down. So there was probably a little bit of both. And this week alone, like being down in Hobart here, watching the guys get prepared for the very next Test match and, and you know, being in Tassie and, and me not being there, part of the Australian team has been probably the hardest thing to deal with so far. Uh, and Punter, um, I, I want to talk about the, the, the innings that gave you the, the greatest pleasure. I mean, I, I can remember witnessing the, obviously the World Cup final in 2003, even the second innings at Old Trafford in 2005, we, we basically made sure that we got a draw. What one gave you the most satisfaction that you look on most fondly in a high-pressure situation that that uh, that contributed to, to Australia winning that game. Yeah, Boz, it's funny you mentioned that one in Old Trafford because that probably is one that I'm probably equally most proud of. Mm. Um, although I got out with two or three overs to go in mm. the day's play and exposed Glenn McGrath to three or four overs of um, Harmison and Flintoff, which, um, <laughs> which you know, I wasn't, let's say I wasn't chock full of confidence that he was going to get through those last mm. couple of overs, but... Um, yeah, that innings there, I think, to bat pretty much the whole day that mm. day to, to try and save the game. It's mm. an unusual situation for for, for Gilly and I and the guys that played in that generation, that era, to be in. We're normally mm. batting in those situations to win games, and at this stage we're you know, fighting um, tooth and nail to hang on for a draw. So that was a satisfying moment. I think uh, my innings in the first test of the next Ashes series in Australia and Brisbane, I think about 100, 196 or 198 mm. or something in the Gabba to... Um, in the first test match of that series in a series that it was really important that we bounce back as a team and as a cricket nation so um, you know to lead from the front on those two occasions I guess were very satisfying Rick if you could stay with us uh, here at the KFC summer session that would be great I know that Geely wants to ask you about a teammate of both of you uh, one Shane Warne that's next on the KFC summer session on Triple M this is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M for the new Zing and Double, the legendary double back at KFC Good Times, and we've been joined by Ricky Ponting. Mate, you've done such amazing things uh, for cricket in this country and for the team, and obviously the success has been huge. And you probably don't have the distance now, it's only a couple of days, but where do you see where this team with Michael Clark is heading? How do you rate where they are going? I definitely think the team's heading in the right direction. I mean, the fact that we're playing a test match last week to, to get back to number one in the world indicates that, you know, a lot of good things are happening around Australian cricket and around the Australian cricket team. Um, you know, we've got great structures in place now around the national team and around Cricket Australia to to actually give our players um, the best opportunity to be the best that they can be. And, um, I mean, that hasn't always been the way in Australian cricket, and it's... Um, certainly heading that way now so uh, Michael himself you know he's come on in leaps and bounds in the last 12 months first and foremost as a player and I think that's probably made it a little bit easier for him to to captain the side and lead the way he has as well so the team's in good hands um you know Phil Hughes I think will have an impact back in the the Australian team now he's you know he's a different person and a different player than I've seen over the last couple of years as well and our young fast bowling stocks I think although a few of them are injured at the moment I, I don't remember seeing or having the depth around our young quicks that we've got at the moment either. So 
uh, if Nathan Lyon keeps improving the way he is and we keep getting the, the same sort of output out of, you know, Clark and Hussey and, and, and Shane Watson gets back to his best, then I think, um, you know, in a couple of years' time or 12 months' time when, you know, when South Africa sort of goes through the rebuilding phase that we've been through the last four or five years, then I think um, you'll see Australia back up the top of the tree for sure. Could Warney play test cricket again, mate? Uh... Oh, look, I've got no doubt he's still got the skills to do it. But as you know, Gilly, there's a lot more that comes to playing test cricket day in and day out than just having the the out-and-out skills to do it. Um, Look, I I don't think he will. It seems seems like every Ashes series that's come around since he's been retired, he's put his hand up and said he wants to come and play again. So, (laughs) um, yeah. And, yeah, look, I think he could still play, but I, I don't think he will. Hey, oh, uh, Punter, I want you to... Uh, I've got a theory. Given that the uh, Australian cricket captaincy is, it is the highest office in the land, just above that of Prime Minister, I think former captains, when they retire, should have the same perks of office as former Prime Ministers. Uh, so I think <laughs> well, all air travel, an office, maybe a butler, security, secure, a, a car, uh, and, you know, obviously the remuneration package would kind of... And some sort of system around your average and the number of tests, mm-hmm. test matches you captain. Uh, what do you think? I mean, Gilly's obviously done seven tests, so he's not going to get a huge package. Do you like the idea? <laughs> Oh, no, Gilly's package is not too bad, trust me. Like, I've, 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 been, you know, I've been around and, and I, you know, I saw the I saw the house and I, I saw the saw the wine cellar the other night and his security out the front. And, yeah, and, and on uh, that wine cellar, just be aware, your grange that you were given, yeah. uh, sitting alongside the clock I was given, um, yeah, in my <laughs> cellar still. So I, I think there's about 28 left, mate, so be yeah, careful. Well, don't, don't just make sure you don't get our two, uh, our two presents mixed up there, okay, mate? Yeah. <laughs> I just want you to keep talking about his package. That <laughs> <laughs> Mate, um, yeah, well, I, I might have lied a bit there. I said his package is not too bad. I might have lied a bit there. Oh, come on, come on. Family show. Pana, we, we heard all about this farewell party in this speech by um, Adam Winston Churchill Gilchrist. Now, he asked you a question when you retired. Was it more relief or disappointment? When he finished his speech that night, well, I'm going to ask you the same thing. Was it relief or disappointment? Uh, no, I was relieved. Anytime I heard anyone else speak, um, I was always relieved when it finished because it was, I mean, it was great to hear. I mean, Gilly did a great job and had a message sent through from, from Steve Warren, a message sent through from Bernie, and, um, you know, reading those things out was terrific. Justin Langer then got up and, and did a little talk about me as well, and, um, you know, they were listening to other people talk about his, his pretty hard work, I reckon. It was been such an emotional week, and then listening to, the, you know, some of your best mates talk about you as well, just, uh, you know, I was happy to for him to all finish sooner rather than, than later, and then, um, you know, it was my turn to respond, and I actually got my wife to go up and do it for me on that occasion, so... Um, <laughs> I was look just an, an awesome night, and um, I can't. Like I said to Gilly the next day, I can't thank him and Cricket Australia enough for putting on what they did. What What's the future hold? Are you, are you a board position at the Kangas? You big supporter of theirs? So where are you heading? Yeah, I'm surprised that Brayshaw hasn't been on the phone to me already, Gil, to tell the truth about the, the whole um, getting on the board with the Roos thing. That's been something that's been spoken about a lot, you know, the last five or six years. And I always said that while cricket was as busy as it was, then there was no chance that I could do it. But that's definitely something that I'll be interested in doing. I've always said I'll try and help out the, the footy club wherever I can, and that'd be a good a good place to get involved, I think. Um, I can see myself doing some media work as well down the track. I'm not sure how soon, but um, I'd love to be able to talk about cricket and share some of my insights on the game mm. um, and try and explain the game and share the game with 
with the cricket loving fans around Australia. I think I've got some pretty good insight to, to give there. So that might happen yep. at some stage as well. But first and foremost, mate, I just want to be a dad and, and be a, a better husband and be around more than what I have been for the last, <laughs> you know, 10 or 12 years. So we've got our first Christmas at home this year in, well, my first one in 17 years, I think, wow. and Rihanna's first one in 12 years. So the, you can understand the girls are pretty excited about the little things in life. That's sensational. Can I just say, uh, as an absolute cricket uh, lover, I've just, the pleasure that you've given me and, and I guess therefore the rest of the country and the world over yeah. the years has been so sensational. Thanks so much for everything, buddy. No, it's been my pleasure. It's been a, a, a long, uh, very, very enjoyable journey and, you know, some of the mateships that you make and people you meet along the way are the, the special things that come from it. So, yeah, look, it's uh, it's all over now. I'll finish the season off with the Hurricanes and finish the rest of the season off with the Tigers and then see what, uh, you know, past uh, post-March holds for me. All right. Thank you so much for being part of the show and, uh, as again, again for everything you've contributed. There he goes, Ricky Ponting. Your champ, the always great Ricky Ponting. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. The KFC Summer Session for the new Zing and Double. The legendary double is back at KFC. Good times. And we're just talking to Ricky Ponting, uh, and he was great. Love talking to him. Gilly, there was an interesting stat there, uh, and for some family members, maybe alarming. The idea that he hasn't had a Christmas at home with the family for 17 years. I mean, we all love the idea of being Boxing Day at the MCG, mm. but to miss out on that, it's a, it's a huge thing for a, a family man, isn't it? Uh, it certainly is, and it, it's an often asked question as, uh, when do you fly in for the Boxing Day test? Is it is it that morning? <laughs> or is it Christmas night? Yeah. Or um, In actual fact, the team assembles at least three days prior to Christmas mm. to get the preparations underway, and then you end up training on Christmas Day and doing a bit of media, so it, it does interrupt what you would say is a traditional Christmas celebration. But that said, it, it's a great environment. Uh, you know, that your wider family probably is your teammates and their extended family. So it's great fun. I had 10 of them there and I really enjoyed it. The biggest disappointment was for my children when I retired. We had our first one at home and, and Crown uh, Complex put on such a good spread on Christmas Day with all the toys and Santa Claus and <laughs> Shrek comes in and Bart Simpson. They were bored, <laughs> simply bored at our house. So um, punter's got that to look forward to. Same, exactly the same. Really? Always trained on Christmas Day, and if we're playing away from home on New Year's Day, we'd always be in a hotel on New Year's Eve. Yep. Yeah, so that's for what? Well, uh, that was for 16, 16 years. 16 years. Yeah. But, you know, like our, one of our managers used to say, you know, your Christmas comes in June. So you had four weeks off in June. Simple as that. You're highly mm. paid professionals. And yep. that's a small sacrifice you have to make. Um, to, to make sure that, um, that that you do your job. Particularly now, Boz, like you look and watch on with interest now and it mm. just reminds you of how special it was and how yep. fortunate we were to be a part of it in, in your situation and in, and in mine. It is yep. a, a huge honour and thrill to be a yep. part of those days. So yep. uh, Small price to pay for that uh, type of thing. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Don't forget, I have never missed one either. A Boxing Day test. <laughs> 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 this is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. Is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. KFC Summer Session with Adam Gilchrist, Mark Bosnich, I'm Tony Squires. On Triple M, the new zing and double from KFC. The double is back, this time spicier than ever. All right, we've just been talking about Christmas. Uh, the things that you give, obviously the family gift, very, very, very important. But the workplace gift... It mm. can be difficult. I, I've just noted the story uh, about Australia Post, who have been incredibly, they're very, very busy at the moment. Their mm. job around Christmas, huge. Apparently in 2011, last year, it was the, very busy. They made about $240 million profit, but they gave all of their workers $500 as a Christmas bonus. Nice. Very, very nice. Mm. 
look, they did well again this year, uh, 281 million profit. But the, and I guess it's, you know, across the board, a lot of this sort of stuff is happening. The gift to the workers has dropped slightly. This time, rather than the $500 each of the workers for their Christmas bonus is getting a $100 voucher to be spent at Australia Post stores. Mm. Uh, very <laughs> sensible. And then the other one I really like is they're getting the full-time staff uh, will get in the mail 100 time they want, oh. uh, which is a terrific gift. Now, look, they're not completely happy with their, their gift. They think perhaps it's not as, you know, large, certainly isn't as large as last year and they're wondering why. But I, I have Isn't to say... Is that the thought that counts? Well, it is the thought that counts. Thank you very much. Giving. Simple as that. Have you, you know, in your careers, obviously, you're slightly different. You have not too many workplaces that are, you know, normal style of workplaces. But in my 30-odd years, I've, I've never got a, a Christmas gift, mm. let alone a poor one from a workplace. Christmas hampers always at each of the clubs. Did you? <clears throat> yeah, massive. Like when I said the turkey, mm-hmm. um, plus all, with all the, the goodies that you get, you know, like chocolates for the kids or, or little presents or so forth. Mm-hmm. At each of the clubs, Aston Villa, Manchester United and Chelsea. Very nice. Yeah, yeah, very nice. Gilly, was it? I, I like the Secret Santa. It wasn't uh, in the workplace, just some, some mates, some friends of ours. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Secret Santa where you've got to buy the little gift for each other and no yes. one knows who's exchanged what gifts. Just put them under the tree wrapped up. Yeah. One of our friends had had their teeth uh, attended to, capped and, and uh, coloured and re- looking very bright and shiny. Decided not to tell anyone that he was doing it. Uh, just turned up one day with the big Donny Osmonds. There they were. <laughs> And uh, the gift that was underneath the tree was a shoebox full of teeth lollies. The good old fangs that you buy down at the corner store. So I thought that was very, very funny. All right. Well, as I said, I've never had anything. I'm looking at now. Looking at now. now, What about you? Do you you give out cards or like to your your workmates? Do you give out little presents? No, I don't even smile at them. But um, I'm looking. uh, (laughs) (laughs) All right. What about your workplace? Have you been given what you would be considering slightly stingy gifts for Christmas over the years? Grinch style. Give us a call on the KFC Summer Session. One triple three. Five, three. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. KFC Summer Session on Triple M with Adam Gilchrist, Mark Bosnich and Tony Squires. We're talking about the office Christmas present. May not have lived up to your own expectations. Uh, better than anything I've ever received. Nothing. All my years, 35 years, 30 years in offices, never received a present. But I'm not bitter. Charlie! <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that might change this year, buddy. I might bring something in for you. Really? Yeah. But that would be a personal thing. That's not on behalf of the office. That's not, the, you know, the company giving me a gift. It's you giving me a gift. Well, don't pick and choose. Okay. Beggars can't be choosers. You haven't had one for 30 years. Just be happy with the Bozzo's card. <laughs> the card now. <laughs> Handmade. Yeah. yeah. Charlie, g'day. Yeah, you go on and go. Bozza, another Liverpool boy, mate. Well done. Oh, thank you, buddy. Thank you. <laughs> there you go. Very good, Charlie. <laughs> really? What was? What's the gift that you got? Uh, look, it, it was just, yeah, mate. Ooh. The words can't describe. Um, it was a porcelain figurine of two doves. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, no, absolutely shocking. Um, look, the best bit was it like opened up. The box and took this thing out and just looked at it and said what the and then um there was another envelope inside uh-huh. the box mm-hmm. and like went to open it up you know thinking there might have been a bit of cash or, or a voucher or something <laughs> it was it was another card and we looked down the bottom and we said who the hell is this and then when we looked up the top it was actually my boss's name and his wife so somebody had given it to them and they'd really gifted it to us a re-gifter oh my god pay it forward uh, that is very good. You know what we should have done, no, Charlie? Very bad. 
<laughs> Charlie, you know what you should have done? You should, you know, the Seinfeld episode about regifting. Yeah. yeah, you should have got that on DVD, wrapped it up, and gave that specific episode to to the boss. He's a little present back to you. So Very you nice. hopefully got the message. Are you, you still with the company, Charlie? Look, no, 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 no. no. We tried to give it away at a garage sale and couldn't. Um, but what I'm thinking about now is just hanging on to it and, like, when one of their kids get married, just give it to them as a wedding present. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh. International sign of peace, isn't it, the yeah, dove? It is. Nice. When the doves cry. You know, Paul, g'day, Paul. G'day, fellas, how are you? Yeah, good. Well, what was the present you got? Oh, guys, one year uh, for Christmas, and this is a while back, uh, a supplier of mine uh, who handled all of my importing uh, gave us a beautiful hamper. Oh, okay. And nice. I looked at it and thought, geez, that's a nice gesture. And look at this. There are so many re-gifting opportunities I've got here. <laughs> it, it was a monster. And I thought, this is great. There's wine in there. There's some cheese and crackers. The whole bells and whistles. Yeah. Anyways, the worst-case scenario, I'll dump it in front of the Muppets that I really don't want to spend any time with on Christmas Day or keep them occupied down their end of the table. <laughs> Lo and behold, I've broken it open and uh, looked at all the stuff, and it had it well and truly expired. Oh, gosh. So it had been re-gifted probably at least two or three times before it got to me because it, it wasn't just expired. I was say, was this, it, uh, how this long was it, Paul? way over the ropes. <laughs> Were you talking six months? What? <laughs> Oh, mate, no, a couple of years on oh, some items. The, the red wine was like balsamic vinegar. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, this is making Australia Post look like Santa Claus, isn't absolutely. it? Absolutely. Uh, genuinely. Beautiful. Thanks, mate. There you go. Thanks, Paolo. Brilliant gifts right here on the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. KFC Summer Session with Adam Gilgris, Mark Bosnich. I'm Tony Squires. On Triple M and all week we're giving away tickets to the KFC T20 Big Bash League on Friday. The great prize, giving someone a trip for them. This will be tomorrow. Three mates to a KFC T20 Big Bash League match anywhere in Australia, all thanks to Fox Sports. See the KFC T20 Big Bash League live and exclusive on Fox Sports called Foxdell Today. And of course, to get that prize and win it, you have to do something. Basically, you've got to head to triplem.com.au. You register there and tell us in 10 words or less what excuse you would give your boss to get out of work to go to the Big Bash League. Mm. All right, so today's winner, uh, and I just can't wait to show you and tell you this, is Kane Lawford uh, from Ormond in Victoria. The winning entry, 10 words or less. Sorry, boss, I'm feeling silly in my mid-wicket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've had some absolute showstoppers, haven't we, in this one? Is there quality hey. control on this? Hey. Absolute showstoppers. So, uh, can can we from tomorrow start getting some of the runners up as well? Just to see <laughs> some what the standard of the other ones is like. Sorry, oh, boss, yeah. I'm feeling silly in my midweek. <laughs> Congratulations, Kane. Tough competition, though. Yeah, but tomorrow, of course, those uh, tickets anywhere in Australia. Sensational. See the KFC T20 Big Bash League live and exclusive on Fox Sports. Call Foxtel today. Up next, Gilly will preview tomorrow's first test: Australia, Sri Lanka, and Hobart. Right here on Triple M. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. KFC Summer Session with Adam Gilchrist, Mark Bosnich. I'm Tony Squires. For the New Zingan Double, the legendary double is back at KFC. Good times, all right. The first test, uh, slightly new look Australian test mm-hmm. side, certainly without Ricky Ponting for the first time in a long time. Gilly, there's been a lot of talk about this Sri Lankan side uh, <coughs> that's coming in. And I see Rodney Hogg deciding that it's the worst pace lineup uh, to have to tour the country in a squillion years. How do you rate them, and how do you see the game going? 
I think so, last time I heard that comment was about the 89 Australian team heading yeah. to England for the Ashes. So <laughs> right. I hope that's not uh, a sign of things to come. Um, there is a bit of unknown about them. Obviously, like uh, Australia, have had a big void for a few years from Shane Warne's uh, presence. So too Sri Lanka with the lack of Murali mm-hmm. uh, and no Malinga in long version cricket. So... But Herith, um, left arm orthodox, he's uh, been getting some wickets, mainly on the subcontinent, but he'll be tested out here. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, a bloke that will thoroughly enjoy Hobart or enjoy being back there with good memories, uh, Kumar Sangakara, mm-hmm. 197 in a test match against us uh, a few years back there. I, I did have the good fortune of playing that game and... Had the good fortune of watching him walk off after belting us everywhere. He copped an absolute... It was a bit sad for him. He was closing in on... I think it might have been his first test double ton, or potentially his first, and got a pig of a decision. Came off his forearm or elbow or something and got given out. And uh, What, did you appeal? Oh, screaming madly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, he, he'll be very... He'll be a tough competitor, so too. The batting's, the batting's impressive. Um, and I think uh, maybe Hoggy's probably right in saying that the uh, that's their strong point. Their bowling might not be at this point, but uh, and the Aussie team shaping up nicely. I think um, we you know we spoke to Phil Hughes uh, this week. He's really comfortable at number three, and Shane Watson batting in at number four. So that means we've got four openers in the top four. So the new ball shouldn't be an issue for us. What about the the idea that Malinga? I mean. How much would they love to have him? We saw him get six for nothing in the, that short form of the game. But, uh, you know, he would be, you'd think still, you know, would you like to see him there? Oh, I'd, I'd love to see him there. I think he's one of the best bowlers in the world. So you want to see them on display. But his greatest issue is his body. It's such an extraordinary action. Yeah. Um, you know, whenever he plays the longer versions, he ends up missing out on a, quite a few months of cricket. He, he found it very difficult to back up. After you know, from one test to another, let alone um, consecutive series. So, he's made a career choice there, and that's just the way it is. But um, yeah, the, the wicket down there will support any seam bowling. I think early on, it's been uh, conducive to to swing and seam early on in this season. So, I, I dare say the team that wins the toss might have a have a bowl. Yeah. Gilly, uh, Michael Clark has named his the final eleven for the test. Yeah. So Mitchell Johnson is the 12th man. So, I mean, Mitchell Stark gets a run. Of course, Ben Hilfenhaus is back with Peter Siddle after not being around in Perth. Uh, Nathan Lyon is there. What are, you th- what are your thoughts? Yeah, well, with no RT ponting there, they needed a Tasmanian, didn't they? So yeah. Hilfenhaus straight back <laughs> in. But, uh, although I think Matty Wade's from, from Tassie originally. But uh, Hilf, he should enjoy those conditions if he's uh, gone away and worked on these technical deficiencies that they thought had crept back into his game. Uh, if he's got it right, he should be uh, a difficult customer down there. Stark deserves his spot. And, uh, Just and for Siddle. his batting. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, no, I, I think, uh, obviously, Australia start favourites, particularly having uh, Sri Lanka having never won a test match in this country. So it's going to be great viewing and uh, a huge lap of honour for, for Ricky uh, pre-game, I believe. Ah, oh, that's great. Is he do, what's he going to do, a lap of the pitch? Well, the ground, I would have thought. <laughs> the lap of the pitch might be a bit, <laughs> bit, uh, a bit light on for someone of such yeah. quality. Well, 22 jog- metres, turn <laughs> left, 2 metres. Yeah. Will it be jogging or walking? <laughs> <laughs> that is good. He does deserve that. I can't wait to see that the, uh, the uh, Ricky Ponting go around. It was great to speak to him today. And is ever great to speak to Adam Gilchrist and Mark Bosnich. Thanks, boys. See you later on. Thanks, Gilly. Thanks, Tears. Bye. The KFC Summer Session for the new Zing and Double. The legendary double is back at KFC. Good times.